Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. Today, the three boys are here. Damien, you're actually here in Sydney, sort of, well, at least in the neighborhood, someone in a car as you fly back out to Melbourne. You know, it's uh, it's a really crazy time of year. And uh, when you're listening to this, this will be, you know, I don't know, maybe about three weeks closer to uh, the end of the year or Christmas time and the holiday season when everybody just kind of shuts down. And I think this is the time when we all have a tendency to reflect upon the year and we start to think back and we kind of give ourselves this like evaluation, a grade, uh, you know, <laughs> did we give ourselves an A for the year or A plus, or did we give ourselves an F? And um, sometimes we can be a bit hard on ourselves, but this is, this happens every single time, like around this time of year. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but we naturally do that as a society. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. And, and often consciously do it. I mean, I know, you know, always when you get towards the end of the year, get towards New Year, start sitting down and reflecting back on what you've done, you know, and I guess, you know, it's really important to reflect back on your achievements, you know, not just what you didn't get done that you wanted to get done, but what you actually did get done as well. Because as much as you can sometimes overemphasize what you didn't get done and, and get sort of caught up in that, I think at the same time, you often, as you look back, if you actually spend a bit of time and effort, you're often surprised at how much you actually did get done in the last 12 months as well. Well, that lies true. In... I, yeah, I sorry, just, I, sorry, I just took myself off me. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I was actually having a little coughing fit. Um, I agree with that totally. Um, it's, it is about reflection, but the other thing is to reflect on what you set out to achieve. That's, that's what I think is really important too because I suppose, you know, listening to ULT, um, and listening to Inside the Champions Mind over the, you know, the last few years, uh, it's become very clear, not only in writing 100 goals every single year, which is what I do do, to be very specific and particular about those goals and so reflecting upon that. Um, but what's also interesting is sometimes there's things that I set out to achieve that – 
you know, I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll get that done. But because I didn't write it down, I didn't get it done. Or because I didn't take action on it, I didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you can walk away feeling disappointed about that, disenchanted, or you can actually put it on your goal list for next year, which is usually what I do do if I recognize that I didn't achieve something that I did that I had thought I was going to get done, but I didn't get done. So the reflection of a list is good. Um, and it's, you know, it, sometimes it's good to actually ask someone, you know, how they, how they perceived you went th- that year. So it's almost like giving yourself a 360, um, you know, getting some feedback from other people as to how you might have uh, performed in terms of your health and well-being or anything else you set out to do. Yeah, the challenge is, though, it, for I think even myself included, is is not to beat yourself up about beat yourself up about it right the the thing is that you have all these things and this happens every single year like you know the first instinct for most of us or at least for me anyways is that you know what didn't i achieve you know and you're right brett you know we got to look at all the the good things and and we don't often think from that perspective and this is one of the things i always get people to do you know in my workshops is the first thing i get them to do is like what were your wins like what did you win at like what were celebrate those things and and remember just I just did this recently in Perth and one of the things that the one couple of people said to me is like you know it's amazing how we don't actually sit down and appreciate the wins that we actually had just even the last quarter forget about the whole entire year and that's the challenge I think as societies that we 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 get bogged down around this timing we kind of some of us can get really down especially if you had a bad year or you, your perception is that you had a bad year because you never you only look at all the holes and flaws that you have rather than all the plus that you might have actually enjoyed along the way. So Lawrence, how do we find a balance when we do this? I mean, I think you're the best person to answer this question. Like you, you've obviously got to find a balance there somewhere between being grateful for what you have done, you know, being kind to yourself for the things that you didn't get done. But then the the flip side of that, I guess, is, you know, I was listening to this great video on Facebook the other day and this amazing Canadian voiceover came over and said, you know, make sure you don't live the same year year after year. You know, make sure you're moving forwards. I think I think his name was Lawrence Tam. It was a great video. And uh, so how do we how do we make sure that we're we're being kind to ourselves and reflecting on our victories and we're not beating ourselves up, but at the same time we're not like letting ourselves off the hook and accepting less than we're capable of and contributing less than we're capable of um, to society because we're I don't know let you know being too kind to ourselves you know being too you know we, we've kind of got a society now where everyone wins a prize you know when you go through school now you know everyone gets a, a little a giveaway you know it's not just eighth place the ribbon players to get a reward it's like everyone gets something you know so how do we avoid patting ourselves on the back for stuff when we didn't really achieve but at the same time not beating ourselves up you know i had the same discussion based off length question well, was great <laughs> i actually had the same discussion yesterday and i was talking to someone about it and then uh, there's not even just about the years, but looking at your past, you know, one of the things I said to, to, to this person was that, you know, they were looking at their past and they were challenged by what has happened in the past. And I said, well, unfortunately, you can't go back in, in time at all and change it. And he was evaluating himself looking at what happened, say, nine years ago, and he wanted to be back how things were nine years ago or something happened dramatically, you know, say around eight, nine years ago. And something shifted and shifted in him and, and the way he interacted with the world and also in the, in, in, in the relationships and, and everything else. And, and what happened was he's like, I, I, I've been still trying to get back to how I was nine years ago. And I look, I just said to him, I go, well, what makes you think that you can? Like we're moved, we moved, moved on now. Like you can't go back in time. And that's what often people are comparing themselves is to what, ha- you know, how good I had it back then. But unfortunately, the past is the past. And what, if you're evaluating your year, 
like what has happened has happened. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. The evaluation shouldn't be a um, a slap on the wrist or shouldn't be like a disappointment. It's just that it, it is what it is. You know, that whatever has happened has happened. So therefore, you got to move on from there. What it is, a, I mean, um, one, I think one, I don't know who said this. Uh, one of the quotes is that if you move on with life, if you look at your, it's only a loss if you don't learn the lesson from that loss. And that's the key is that if you didn't do as well as you hoped to, to do or try to achieve or the things that you didn't achieve, what did you learn from that? That's the critical evaluation. The next question, which is what did you learn from that experience? And oftentimes I do these evaluations on myself in each every separate single day. Like I write down, um, one of the things I write down is what are my wins today and what are my lessons for the day? And oftentimes the lessons are very simple. It's like the lessons for today would be that I got a lot done in the first two hours, but then I really kind of procrastinated for the next five, you know, and I, or I had too much on my plate today. I, I thought I was going to overaccomplish. I had this massive list and it was just too much for me to handle. So it's like a little reminder or a little lesson for myself that tomorrow, maybe don't have such a big list, shoring up the list a little bit, or maybe tomorrow's like, you know what? I know I can be more, very productive in the first two hours. Let's see if I can get two and a half hours today. You know, that type of thinking is about evaluating and then learning the lesson from it so you can move on. Oh, I, don't I, like Lawrence, I don't reckon Lawrence ever for five hours, do you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All the time. Lawrence is he's the most productive person I know. Well, then you need to go out and meet more people because <laughs> I'm so unproductive, man. You know, the truth is, right? The truth is that people, you, you know, I, I know the perception is that I, you know, I'm productive. I get a lot of stuff done. But honestly, guys, like I look back and, on the things I was set out to achieve, I didn't achieve most of them, you know, and and I'm okay with that. Like it, it's, it's disappointing at certain aspect, but it, I'm okay. I need to be okay with it so that I can actually, you know, create the next set because I, you know, also too. Are you I, okay with it? Yeah, you know I am. You say that you need to, but are you, uh, are you? I am okay with it. Be, and, and the reason why I was saying, I was going to say that is because half about, about, I'd really, um, changed a lot within myself, uh, about sort of five, six months into the year. Like I, I had a massive realization in, in my life in the direction of where I was going. And that entirely shifted my goal. So whatever I set out like last year in like November of 2015, yeah, 2015, I, you know, set out for myself and then halfway through 2016, I realized like those are not actually what I want. And so I had to reevaluate. So oftentimes things change. I mean, a year is a long time, right? It's a long, long time. And so we need to be able to pivot and also adapt and allow yourself to, to change. And what you thought a year ago will change along the way. There's a whole lot of things that do change um, and that are outside of your control as well. And so mm. I, I really like that, uh, the thought process that, yeah, you didn't achieve some of the things that you set out to achieve, but because you shifted your goalposts and you shifted your direction, it's actually okay. And even if you didn't shift your goalposts and shift your direction, it was actually still okay that you didn't achieve everything that you did set out to achieve, but you still gave a red hot go. It's not like you're sitting on your bum sucking your thumb, you know what I mean? You're just, you're actually out there hustling, doing stuff. And uh, and so just doing stuff actually brings results as well. So the, most of the time people don't get results because they don't start. Like they're not actually giving anything go. So they go, oh, it's all too hard, so I won't do anything at all. So, mm. um, you know, I get that too from, you know, with Forage, for example, we're five years old this year and it's um, it's been a really changing landscape. We've had everything from gluten free to FODMAP to paleo, all these different you know uh, ebbs and flows that have affected the way in which forage could be um, 
perceived in the marketplace. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, we're still there five years on, and there's a lot of other brands that have come and gone, and it's only because of the things that we continue to do that keep us in the marketplace. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, I think the act, just the act of doing something allows you to be moving forward in a direction. And if it's on course, that's great. If it's slightly off course, you can easily get back on course. Well, it's having those little milestones to have a check-in point. That's why I love working 90-day you know, sprints is because like every quarter you can reevaluate, like, are you on track or are you off track? But if you wait until the end of the year to evaluate yourself, then that's like you wasted a whole year that you could have made some adjustments like a quarter win. We only took three months to get there. And, you know, for us guys, I mean, we've been doing this for five and a half years and it's still a work in progress, you know, for me, for like there are, you know, tough weeks and there are tough months. And but then we have great months and great weeks. And, you know, we look at, you know, the wellness summit that we have created, you know, this has been I I've honestly felt that. You know, this is by far the best wellness summit that we actually created this year, not just because of, you know, the speakers and stuff, but I, th- I think it was the environment that we created, the fun that we actually added to it, all of the elements that uh, was absolutely changed completely than the, the previous four that we did. It's just, um, and those adaptations, those, those way and how we progress moving forward, we changed the, the milestones and we changed the goalposts. All of those things ha- are lessons that we learned from the previous ones. Sure, the other ones were great as well, but each one has gotten better. So, Damo, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they were talking about how they've listened to all of our podcasts. Like they've been listening from right at the start. They've yep. get gleaned is the word I'm looking for. They've gleaned so much information, you know, from all of these episodes we've done, all of the people we've interviewed. They've been to a couple of the summits. They said they were great. They learned so much stuff. You know, they've they've figured out a bit more about themselves and what they want to do. They've decided what they want to change and they still haven't been able to change the stuff that they want to change. And I think this is quite a common thing for people, you know, particularly in our modern age, you know, we're so information rich, you know, it's so easy to go out there and find information about what you should do, you know, and how other people, you know, you can get 10 different options on how you should eat or how you should move or how you should think. And, and probably if you followed any of those options, you'd probably end up being in a healthier place than where you were. Um, but for whatever reason, people have decided, they found all the information, they've decided that they want to change, but they're still not changing. Why do you reckon it is that people find it so hard to make those changes? Is it what you said before, that they just need to start anything? Or, or is there something more to it? Wow. I think I've passed the baton. I'm pretty sure I've passed the baton, LT. Would you say that I've, I'm now no longer the person who asks the longest questions? You have to say that. <laughs> we evolve and adapt, man. We evolve and adapt. We evolve and adapt. Like, that's the things of change. So I think that question was for me. And I, my, as you were saying that, Bretto, my immediate feeling Just, was that… He's got a short attention span, Brett, so you've got to keep this question short. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why, what I was thinking as, as you were saying that is that I think people are in search of perfection. So they're looking for the one right thing to do. So there's this thing that they don't, people don't want to fail, right? So they they want to know that what they're going to do is going to be the one thing that's going to give them everything that they wanted to measure in the first place or that that's going to make them feel fantastic or whatever else. What because yeah, make a massive difference to their life, you know. So they want – what's going to give them the biggest difference? And so they're looking for the one thing that I think that they think is going to um, help them achieve those things. So instead of actually trying some things off a size and seeing what parts of a thing works for them, they're looking for the one product that brings about um, the combination of everything that they're looking for that they feel good about doing, yeah. if that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's exciting. So they, 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 they're going to Macca's and they're, they're designing their own burger. Yeah. yeah that's the crazy Which thing, though, isn't now. it? Like, it's, it's about um, everybody's searching for – not everybody. A lot of people are searching for the one thing. Like, if I just learned this – then, uh, you know, everything will be changed. If I just go to this seminar, they, everything's going to change. But the key though, like when, I, I mean, I had a conversation with uh, a good friend, Ravi, you know, uh, that, you know, Damien, and we were having a discussion in Manly. And, and, and one of the things that we were talking about, he, he, I don't know where he learned this from, but he said the difference between, and we did a video on it. It's, uh, what, what the difference between novelty and nuances. Right. And he talked about how we chase novelty, like we chase for the one thing, we chase for the new thing or whatever. And oftentimes, like we're chasing something, even like in business, we're chasing the next best strategy or the next tactic and to help us in our business. But really in life, no success has ever come from one strategy or one tactic. Like it's a community, it's a combination of all the little nuances, all the little changes that you make into your life that adds up, that creates the the change that you want the transformation that you want it's the little things sometimes it's so small but that subtlety puts you in a direction right at the tip you know right at the beginning and all of a sudden like you know if you you know track yourselves five years from now that one little shift that you made changes your entire life and that's the the thing that we we need to kind of look at and evaluate from uh, for everybody needs to kind of look at when they set their goals is that it's not always trying to go after the big things. It's about looking and evaluating your life and looking at the small things. I mean, look at your like I me. Mean, I just saw Jackson this weekend. I was in Melbourne uh, at your place there, Damien, and you look at Jackson and you're going, man, the guy like the I'm going to call him the guy. Like, the man is like now taller like way taller than me but i remember when i first met him you know memory seven years ago and you know he was like this little boy you know <laughs> and he's changed but that's because oh, no. i you know but, so you, sad, when, isn't it? but when you looked at him you know i see <laughs> all the subtle changes like uh, i see all the yeah. nuance changes because i don't see him that often but you see him yeah, every yeah. day so you wouldn't notice those nuances yeah. right and so you're always looking yeah. for like well when is he going to change when is he going to change but you know unless you were apart for, for a little while then you see it and that happens and that's what happens in everybody's life is that we're we're living our lives every single day. So we don't see the little changes we're making, but it, it, it has massive impact. If you actually look at your nuances in your whole entire year and the, and, you know, fast forward and see the projection of where that's going to take it. I mean, Brett, you wrote a book on this, right? How do you, how do you know? It's like the little, it's not about trying to do one thing. It's like doing all those little things, one chunk at a time to kind of create that. You want to add to that? Yeah, well, it is. And it's about, it is about chunking it down, but it's also about taking action. And I think one of the benefits of the How to Eat Elephant approach of, of chunking it down into smaller steps uh, is that it enables you to actually take that action. You know, sometimes when you look at the whole picture, you know, you look at the whole marathon and you go, far out, that's a long way, 42Ks. How am I ever going to get to the end of that? But you know, if you chunk it down to go, well, what if I just get to the 1K mark? Then, then that's a bit more you know, achievable and doable in your mind and, and you can just take it you know, one step at a time. And I think that's often what happens to people. They look at the big picture and think, wow, that's too hard. You know, they look at Lawrence Tam and look at his business and what he's grown and what he's built and think, wow, I could never do that. But if they would just see what the first step was that Lawrence took, then maybe they could just take that first step. And then, and you know, same with Damien, like making a whole cereal company. I mean, there's so many things that are involved in that. But, you know, I think what it comes down to is, you know, that phrase of like fail forwards. You know, I don't know where that comes from, but I've, I've heard it all over the I place. Like and people, people talk about failing forwards. And it's mm. like, you just got to give it a go. And you've just got to put yourself out there like Damien was saying before. 
Um, one of the analogies I used in How to Eat an Elephant was the analogy of a rock climber. And, you know, when a rock climber is climbing up that wall, sure, sometimes they're putting one foot in front of the other, one hand in front of the other and climbing straight up the wall. But if this is a new wall you've never climbed before, you know, sometimes you're going to get to a point where you can't just go straight up the wall. You might have to divert sideways a little bit. Um, you might go a little bit to the right and then realize, no, that's not really possible. I need to go back across a bit to the left so I can get up. You know, Sometimes you might get to a point where you actually have to climb back down a little bit hmm. so that you can then get across to the side and get up to the top of the hill. Uh, you know, you're not failing in that instance. What you're doing is learning ways that don't work. You know, you're kind of like Thomas Edison with the light bulb, you know, 10, 000, found 10,000 ways that didn't work. And so you, what you're doing, though, is you're learning. And, and it's only by having the courage to make some change that you ever actually learn. And I think that's the that's the biggest hurdle that people have, I think, is just taking that step of, of putting themselves out there, of making a change and being okay with the fact that it might fail, that mm. it might not actually work out the way you thought it was going to. And I think the, the shift you need to have is the mindset to realize that that's a good thing, that, that you know every time you try something that doesn't work, that's a good thing because you'll learn something and next time you're going to do a little bit better. And, and so it's just a continual evolution. It's a continual learning journey of just failing and failing and failing until you find the way that it works for you. Because, you know, I could try and replicate exactly what Lawrence Tam's done. He could draw me out the entire blueprint of how he's done what he's done and created his business or Damien with Forage could give me the exact blueprint of how he's created Forage. And I couldn't do it because I'm not Damien Christoph, you know, if I was to make a forage co- a cereal company, I wouldn't do it because that's not my personality. I'm no good at those attention to detail to do something like that. But I, I wouldn't do it because that's not what I. That's not me. But even if I tried to do it and I tried to follow exactly Damien's formula, it wouldn't work for me. I'd have to find my way of doing it, which would be totally different to Damien's way of doing it, totally different to Lawrence's way of doing it. But the only way I'd figure that out would be to give it a go. And it may be that I use, you know, Lawrence's you know, platform, you know, he can show me what he's done and what other people have done that's worked and give me some strategies that I can try. But then I'm just going to need to give it a go and tweak it and figure out what works and what doesn't for me and keep trying and keep trying. Because at the end of the day, that's what life's all about. You know, you're always going to be trying. You're always going to be failing, hopefully till the end of your days, because you're always going to be wanting to learn new stuff, do stuff differently, do stuff better. The environment around you is going to keep changing. So it's just a matter of just one step in front of the other and just keep giving it a crack. Yeah. You, you know what the one thing that's I think that comes before the action that most people don't take is actually finding the time to self-evaluate and time to actually look at what do they want to achieve and how do they want to achieve? Because when you think about, you know, uh, goal setting, for example, like most people, when they goal set, they would just go, okay, what do I want to achieve? And they just write down a whole bunch of goals, but no one actually sits down and thinking, why do you want those goals? Like, why do you want to even want to achieve it? Just even the, the thought and spending, I'm talking like half an hour or an hour just to sit down. Why do you want to achieve that? It's easy to list the goals, but why do you want it? And that requires self-reflection that requires time and space away from your norm because we're so we are stuck in this place right we're, we're stuck in in in, in facebook land we're, we're stuck in our homes or our offices or wherever we're doing this but you need to have a space so that you allow you to think from any distraction you know any other influence that drives you then out of the norm and that's the key right the key is to find out who you are, why you exist in this world, and what kind of impact you want to really leave in 
in this world in your lifetime. And, you know, Lawrence, I reckon there's a step that even comes before that. And, it, and it's still on the same theme, which is self-reflection. But I reckon the first thing you need to do is get really honest with yourself about where you actually are right now. You know, mm. like we all do it. We all lie to ourselves about where we're at and how good we're doing, whether it's our finances, whether it's our food, whether it's, our, you know, the way we exercise, our time management, whatever it is. We all have we this lie? idea. And our- do you reckon we lie or we just justify it? Because I don't know if people intentionally lie to themselves. I reckon they just justify it. They kind of go, yeah, but this is the reason why. There's, well, there's always lying is probably not the right word, but, but I think they misinterpret it. Like I, I think it's not just that they justify it. I think they genuinely think they're doing better at it than they are. And it's not until you actually sit down and really write it down. You know, like you get someone to do a food diary. And they're always surprised at what their food diary says. You know, at the end of that two weeks or whatever, they're always like, "Wow, I didn't realize I was doing that as much as I am." I didn't, because you know, we kind of we gloss over it. You know, we don't see all of the detail. We have the sort of vague idea of what we've done, but unless you actually really get down into the nitty gritty, like I've been doing this recently, just doing a budget for the practice. You know, and when you actually sit down really carefully and write out exactly what you've been spending and where you've been spending it and doing all that sort of stuff. You're surprised. There's always bits there where you go, wow, I didn't realize that was as bad as it was or that that was as good as it was. And so I think the first thing you need to do is get really real about where you're at because you can have the best map in the world, but if you don't actually know where you're at, <laughs> like where do you start? Like where do you go with that map? You need to know your starting point before you can start creating actions. And if you think you're three steps further along the journey than you actually really are, then the solution you're going to create to yourself is going to be four steps along the journey. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to make that hard for yourself rather than getting really real about where you're at so that your first step can be actually your first step. You know, it's just that small first step in the right direction, setting yourself up for success um, because you've, you've gotten real with yourself about where your starting point is. Well, I reckon there's actually another step that just yes. goes before that. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. I don't. I don't. But oh. I wanted to. Go, I just wanted to say that because I thought, yeah, I want to have any steps we can go. <laughs> I just thought I'd say it. Um, I, <laughs> what, what I, Lawrence said something before, and I recognise that Lawrence did do this at some point in the years. He realised, you know, he asked himself the question, "Why am I doing all of this? What is it that I'm doing this for? What's the purpose? What's the reason?" And that was when he had his realisation that he he wasn't on his own track. You know, I had to reconfigure which direction he was heading, um, and and I have done the same thing this in this last twelve months, and it looks like Bretto, you've done the same thing. So it seems that we're all on the same path here, which is really interesting. One of the things that I've started doing in my practice is, in particular, when people, you know, contact me, you know, via Facebook or email or phone or text or, you know, they just contact you anyway. Um, and they say, oh, I want to do a diet or I want to change this, or I want to do that. I come back to that same question is why? What is it that you – why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go on a XYZ eating program? Why do you want to lose weight? What's the benefit going to be? And bring it right back to the reason because at the end of the day, like if that's not clear, then really the only reason why you're doing it is because of someone else's expectation. And, uh, and, and, and that, of course, is where we could we, – I think all of us have found ourselves in the past stuck in other people's expectations. And uh, so we've got to, you've got to get clear with your why and you've got to get clear with your now. Absolutely. I think that that holds true all the time and, and it's, a, it's a constant fight, um, you know, re- trying to eliminate um, expectations from ourselves and also expectations from you know, from each other and also expectations from others on us and, and us on them. So that's one of the challenges that we all have. And that is a huge 
um, we, I think we talked about it in the last couple of episodes really about, you know, creating happiness and in terms of expectation, how that leads to happiness. And all of that is truly important. And I do agree with you, Damien, about the justification. Uh, the ju- I do, I think that we do justify our, um, our, the reasoning why we are in a situation. And I think, you know, this is a perfect time of year when we, we stop that, like literally just stop justifying things and, and just accept it, accept where you're at and don't beat yourself up. You know, don't like, don't. Don't go into a space of like, oh, you know, why did I get? No, don't do that. Just, just accept it and do something about it. Move forward. You can't go back in time and change it. You can't go back in history. You just can only move forward and you learn the lesson from it and make make some new changes. And this is why it's so powerful to be able to reflect upon your life and move forward with it. Nice. I like it. Well, you know, Lawrence, one of the times when I get the chance to do that and one of the times each year for the last couple of years when I've been really inspired to do that has been at the Wellness Breakthrough. Um, Each of you guys, in fact, both of you guys and Marcus Pierce have all had moments at the Wellness Breakthrough where I've been sitting up the back of the room and gone, far out, I need to change something. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know you, you have these amazing realizations when you when you're up there. I mean, for anyone who hasn't listened to the video, the promo video for the Wellness Breakthrough, um, it's, I think it's on the website, which is thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Did I get that right, Lawrence? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think so. And uh, and you can have a listen to that video, and you can hear Lawrence talking there, and it's so powerful. It's amazing. And and Marcus, I think, chips in there a little bit as well. But but you know, just Lawrence now, talking about now setting my up alarm clock. It's, it's it you're wakes like, me up in the morning. Wow. You'd be, you'd be inspired, you'd be fired up. But, yeah, but even just goes, like, is Lawrence here? Okay, no, that's my alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> even just those couple of sentences, though, and and I think is it's not just because of what Lawrence said, but it's also because it's a trigger for me of a remembrance of that time at the breakthrough, and you know the realizations I had then, and the interactions we had then, and the conversations we had then. Um, is it just really just fires you up to go? That's it, you know. Get yourself back on track. And and to start taking action, you know, every time I've listened to that, Lawrence, and I hear you say, let's not live the same year over and over again, I'm just so inspired to want to like go, yes, let's get set up for 2017. Let's make sure 2017 is just an amazing year. Um, so, you know, I think things like that, events like that where you can really delve deep into it, you know, it's one thing to hear stuff on a podcast. It's one thing to hear stuff from a stage at something like a wellness summit. Uh, but when it's a more interactive experience, when it's more personal, when you're really delving deep into you and your own personal issues at something like a breakthrough, uh, I think is when you get the, the biggest chance to make a breakthrough and to make a difference you know, going forwards into 2017, you know, I was once again, I was reading on the website the other day the testimonials from people of, you know, how they changed after going through the breakthrough. Um, and, you know, even just speaking to Steph the other day about, you know, how I've changed since the breakthrough, how she's changed since the breakthrough, um, you know, it really is a unique opportunity to get there. And, you know, with the four of us there to have lots of lots of quality time with each of you three, uh, I know that I'll get more breakthroughs again this year and I, and I can't wait for it. You know, the funny thing is when I first saw that video, I think it was at the Walnut Summit and uh, I was yeah. watching the video and I was like, wow, that's uh, pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> the ones I had yeah, no idea like, was did me. Did I say that? I, think, <laughs> I actually I think did not realize. Like, did I say that? I did not realize I said that. I'm like, where did you piece, take that up? But, the, you know, the key with the, that's what's really different. And I talk about the Walnut Summit and the breakthrough, right? There's a massive difference between uh, something like the Walnut Summit where, you know, we're standing there on stage and, and you know, you're listening to someone's speech. Um Let's be honest, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm just going to put it out there that you know what ninety percent of you, ninety five, maybe even ninety eight percent of you don't do anything different. 
you might have been inspired, you might have been motivated, but really haven't, you know, maybe there was a shift, but nothing really changes. And that's the difference between the breakthrough. The breakthrough is, is an environment that allows you to really um, shift because it's not about what we say. It's about what you experience and you have to live it. This is what the breakthrough is about. You live it. You live the change and you don't listen. I, I you know, talking about expectations, I don't expect that you're going to be transformed in one weekend. What I will expect is not like a light switch. What I do expect is like a dial is that you something will shift inside of you guaranteed. And then when you go back, that dial would just turn it up a little bit more. Some people turn it faster. Some people turn it a little slower, but th- something will shift. And one month, one year, two years, something will shift. And that little shift will change to, you know, cause you to go in a different direction than where you currently were in the direction that you're currently going. And that's the impact that I love creating. Like that's the impact that we're seeing in people that have come through the breakthrough. And that's why we have repeat uh, people, you know, repeat uh, d- uh, delegates that keep on coming back for like three years in a row because they know it's that time and space that allows them to um, to think and reflect and really, you know, create the next change, the next little nuance that they want to create in their life. So, guys, I really hope that you enjoy. Um, you know, go and go to the Wellness Breakthrough. Take a look at the uh, take a look at what's offered, and if it suits you, if it's something that you want to experience with. Damien, Brett, myself, and Marcus, this is an event to be. It's definitely not a seminar. It's, you know, I wouldn't even call it a workshop. It's an experience that you actually have to be there. Um, there are no videos. We don't record it. It's, it's just something that you need to just be part of. It's not even just us. It's the people that you are going to be surrounded with. It's a small, intimate group. We get to live there three days, two nights, and it allows us to experience all those things. And we got some amazing things planned out for you. So it's going to be massively different than the other, um, the, the other two that we've done. So I definitely would consider you, I would love to have you there if it suits you. So guys <clears throat> go to joint uh, facebook.com, the wellness guys, and also the wellness couch. Leave a comment below this particular episode. Why you there? Like us there, share this podcast with your friends and well, uh, families and other strangers. You need a wellness update, or if you know someone who would be perfect, um, for the wellness breakthrough, please come to that. Subscribe to us on iTunes and why you there, give us a, five-star rating and leave a comment there too as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.